What's up, Tanner J. Man Show Nation? This is Tanner Lee, one half of the Tanner J. Man Show, and on behalf of myself and my co-host, Josh the J-Man Munt, we appreciate you listening to our podcast. If you're a new listener to our podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts at. If that happens to be on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and review as that helps us out a bunch. Watch our podcast live every Monday night from 6.30 to 7.30 Eastern Standard Time on the ISC Sports Network. And make sure to give us a like on Facebook and a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Tan and J Man Show. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy some hot takes, topics, picks, and more on a brand new episode of the Tan and J Man Show. Hello, friends. Hello, Tan and J Man Show Nation. Welcome to a tradition unlike any other. Episode 281 of the Tan and J-Man Show, streaming live on the ISC Sports Network, as well as the ISC Sports Network Facebook page and Twitter page. J-Man, what is going on? Not a whole lot here in uh, southwestern suburbs of Chicago, but just living the dream. Good dream, good dream. Uh What's uh the tip there? What's the tip? Uh, It's about, uh, I would say, 46 or so, and... um, Cloudy, overcast, snowed over the weekend. We got yep. a, a two inches up north or so on April 2nd. It is currently 50 degrees here in Rochester, nice, Indiana, nice. but it feels warmer with the sun. It's sunny out. Yeah. Um, I was hoping after work, I was hoping to uh, go hit some putts. I got a brand new putter for nice. Christmas. Thanks to my girlfriend. I still haven't hit a single putt with it. I was hoping to go <laughs> do that. Got to the golf course and... I don't know if it was the middle school team. I couldn't tell, but they had the whole putting green. So I was like, I'm not dealing with that. So Just another reason to hate middle schoolers. Yeah. So I went back home because our other putting green last I knew, I didn't go check it out. Maybe I should have last. I knew it got vandalized Uh-oh. by uh, some people last late in the fall. Maybe it was in the winter um, that took a vehicle over the putting green. And I, last I knew it wasn't puttable if, if that's a word. So um, I guess I could have went. Oh yeah, I could have went and checked it out, but I decided not to. I decided just to go home and eat some dinner and get prepared for tonight's show because we have a lot to talk about. Yes, we do. Major League Baseball starts on Thursday. National Championship game tonight. The Masters start. Um, pretty jam packed week here. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of preview shows all in one. Um, mm-hmm. Final Four recap. Uh, I got to be honest, I didn't watch a single second, so I hope you did. I, I saw highlights, and I know who won oh, the games. I but. watched uh, every single minute of both. That is fantastic. Saturday. So yeah. you're going to be carrying the show tonight. Yeah. Uh, hey. that's, that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, my back's already hurting. <laughs> what, um, what's new, right? Every week. Yeah. yeah. Um, you want some birdie bogey here? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, what am I, two down now? Um, I, You know, I, I lied last um, week. I need to go back and check, and I didn't do it. So, um, I think... I think I might. Well, you got a bogey last week. So yes, yeah, one so stroke lead. One stroke lead okay. for me. Okay. Um. So this is a college basketball question. Okay. Armando Baycott, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Um, right. Had thirty or secured his thirtieth double double of the season against Duke on Saturday. It broke a tie with what player for most in a season in ACC history? Wow. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to think on that one. I will give you a hint, though. This guy is an NBA Hall of Famer that he passed. Okay. Um, And Baycott is the first player with 30 in a season since Blake Griffin in 08-09 and is one shy of the record set by David Robinson in 1985-86. 
Well, they're going to need it tonight. So, yeah. Yeah, they're going to need every single bit of it tonight. Birdie Bogey brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook. Follow them on Instagram and check out their website, noblenomellc.com. Get your veggies. Guys, okay, so today's National Carrot Day. Really? Yep. Speaking um, of veggies. Carrots Noble are... Gnome, Noble Gnome has, has carrots, so... Carrots are a top three vegetable, in my opinion. I agree, and I, I and, and, yeah, and you don't yeah, like vegetables. I don't. I don't really like vegetables either. Um, I'll, I'll I'll suffer through vegetables. But Bryce and Katie Rome out of Noble Gnome LLC have the best vegetables available. There you go. Um, yes. Um, do you want to just start off with the uh, national championship game here? Yeah, let's uh, let's talk college basketball. The final four this weekend saw Kansas beat Villanova, mm-hmm. which I think most of us expected. Um, from the highlights, it looked like every time Villanova tried to crawl back into the game, yeah. Kansas then just stretched the lead out. And then a classic between North Carolina mm-hmm. and Duke. As uh, Ding Dong, the witch is dead. North Carolina drove a stake through uh, Coach K's career. Yeah. Um, going to the Kansas-Nova game, they set an NCAA I, – I don't know if it was an NCAA tournament record, but it was definitely a Final Four record uh, for most combined three-pointers made um in a game in the final four NCAA tournament I think they combined for 26 or 27 um Kansas got up yeah they they got up I think it was 19 or so in the first half and then Nova kept cutting it down cutting it down they get it to like seven get it to six and then Kansas would come down and hit a three um so uh Nova had won their previous won the national championship their previous two final four appearances um, and now, uh, Kansas is in for the first time. It's been maybe three years. I think they lost to Villanova last time they were in it, um, in the final four, 2018, 19 or something like that. Yeah. I can't it remember the last time off. they played in the, I mean, they won the 08 championship. That's the last one they won. Last, last time they played was when they lost to Kentucky. That was um, back in 12, 2012. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's, it's been, been a decade. Yeah, it's yeah, it's been a decade. It's been a minute for them. Um, I don't know what the spread is on that game. I imagine they're a few points. I think favorite. Kansas by four, I believe. And that makes sense. Um, well, we talked about it last week. It's four and a half, Kansas. Okay. Um, you like that or not? I mean, what, yeah, which way yeah, would yeah, you yeah. be betting? Would you take um, care? Would you take I'd, Kansas? I'd take Kansas. Yeah, uh, to cover. Um, we talked about it last week. Carolina was on April or on February sixteenth. They lost at home to Pittsburgh. And we're thinking they're not going to even make the tournament. And then they find a way to win. They blew out Duke in um, Coach K's last game um, at Cameron Indoor. And um, they've just gotten hot. I, I don't know if they're a good matchup. And they blew a 25-point lead to Baylor in the yeah. uh, round of 32. And, and before the tournament started, uh, Virginia Tech whooped them. Virginia yeah. Tech took them to the woodshed. It's insane. <laughs> it's just um, it, it just shows you, and, and as great as the tournament is, more times than not, the best team doesn't win. Yeah, more absolutely. times than not. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, we we had two two seeds and a one seed in the final four, so that was kind of predictable. Then you, as we said, you see North Carolina, who was in that region where I mean, the one seed loses to North Carolina. You have uh, the two seed loses to St. Peter's, three seed loses to St. Peter's, um, and then of course uh, Carolina knocked off the four seed in UCLA. Yeah. So it it, it kind of worked out well for them. Sure, um, and. Caleb Love's gone off. Armando Baycott has gone off. Um, they've had a lot of guys contribute, and they've they've just gotten hot. I've um, 
I've never I don't remember a team like this. Syracuse maybe. Um, they, they've had a few seasons where they get like an eight or nine seed and they Se- somehow find themselves in the final four. But seven seeded UConn winning yeah. it all in um, 2000. And uh, I want to say that was 14, 14 over mm-hmm. eight seeded Kentucky, I believe. Nine seeded Kentucky. Yeah, eight or nine seeded Kentucky. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's, it, it doesn't happen very often. No. It does happen. They would um, tie Villanova from the 80s for the highest seed ever to win the national title if they win tonight. Yeah, yeah. Which, it, would be, um, it would be their seventh in program history. I know, I know. A lot Duke gets a lot of hate, and rightfully so. But I don't think for some reason Carolina gets the amount of hate they should. I hate them. I'm tired of them. I'm real sick of them. I mean, they're they're yeah. in it every three or four years. Yeah. They're in the title. They just they just won a title in 2017. Right. Um. And they're in a Final Four. It seems like once every four or five years. They're the only um, team <clears> ever <throat> to make a Final Four in six. Straight decades. That's crazy. Yeah, I read that. Yeah, this um, afternoon. So it's and you know, sorry to keep cut you off, but you know, uh, and a lot of question marks going into this season and into next season with Duke and Carolina, the rivalry, mm-hmm. etc. Well, Hubert Davis has them in the national championship game, so their recruiting is not going to fall off at all. It should. Duke, no. Duke has, of course, the name brand, but I could see. I mean, it depends on what Shire does here in the next couple of years, but I can see their recruiting falling off a little bit because I think some of the recruits they've got in recent memory went there just to play for Coach K. Yeah, uh, I don't think John Shire would really scare you that much um, if you're in North Carolina. Um, yeah, uh, as as you said, um, Hubert Davis in his first year gets to a Final Four. I, I could see him being like Kevin Ollie, though. Um, getting to a Final Four, True. getting a national championship, maybe even winning it, and then not really doing a whole lot the next four or five years and getting canned. Yeah. Um. I. I mean, this is a little off topic, but remember Kevin Ollie was getting like NBA buzz. Yeah. And now, where is he? I don't even know where he is right now. I don't um, think he's a coach anywhere. And I. I mean, I'm not saying that's going to happen to Hubert Davis. Uh. But it. It. It just seems like a lot of things has bounced their way. Um. Literally. And. But- um. I mean, good for them getting there. I'm jealous that them as an eight seed after having all this success the previous, as you said, six decades uh, to have one of their worst teams they've had here in a while, and they still find a way to get to the national championship. It's an interesting note here. My dad texted me, this will be the fifth Final Four coach Hubert Davis has faced in the tournament. Shaka wow. Smart, Scott Drew, Scott Drew. Uh, Cronin, yeah. um, and then uh, uh, Shostakovsky, and now Bill Self. So. Uh, Holloway from uh, St. Peter's is the only one that wasn't. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's, I, I would never realize yeah, that. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't really have anything else on the game. Who you got? I think Kansas wins. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think they're the overall better team, but Carolina's hot. I mean, it wouldn't yeah. shock me. Uh, I will go Kansas 77, North Carolina 70. This will be the J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Week. Um, I think Kansas wins, and I think they cover. I, I just think they have too many shooters. Um, their big guy will be able to handle Baycott a little bit. Um, I I just think they're the better team. And I, I even said this last week. For whatever reason, Kansas still getting a one seat. It seems like they've flown under the radar a little oh, bit. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. which, which I don't really understand Yeah, because uh, they're one of the top four teams in college basketball this year. Um, but yeah, I think Bill Self finds a way to get a second one and cements himself as a Hall of Fame um, basketball coach. Yeah, the list um, of guys winning multiple NCAA championships is uh, 
Not very big. Not very they're big. All no. Very, very good coaches. Yep. Uh, Jay Man's Book of Prediction of the Week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering. For life, home, auto, business, renters, workers' comp, and farm insurance, contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watchering at infb.com. Um, coach K, in your opinion, is he the best college basketball coach ever? The greatest college basketball coach um, ever? I would say John Wooden. Yeah, I agree. Um, interesting, though, Wooden, you know, the NCAA tournament was never – the field wasn't as big mm-hmm. as it is now, and it's hard to compare coaches and eras, but sure. I think I think you're right. But Coach K is definitely on the Mount yeah. Rushmore of coaches, I would say, for college yeah. basketball. Of, of this era, I would say it's K. Um, yeah. Would would be the top guy. I mean, you can even throw like a Roy Williams up there as well. But I think Shashevsky's uh, done more. Um, it, it it is interesting though that Roy Williams won a national title at two different schools, which of course Shashevsky never left Duke. Um, but yeah, I would I would say coach of this. Where era, did definitely. where did Roy win his other one? Didn't he win one at Kansas? They lost to Syracuse. Uh, back in the eighties, didn't he win one at Kansas? Or no, that was Larry Brown. It was Larry it? Brown? No, yeah, Roy um, never won one. Yeah, he didn't. Kansas. Did he? No, I was wrong. My my dad makes argument for Patino. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking. Because he's won everywhere he's been, except yeah. in the NBA. Because he won yeah. one at, uh, well, no, he didn't. That was uh, Tubby. That was Tubby that won it in 96 after Patino left. So he just won one at Louisville. Huh. How, how many did he win at Louisville? They just won one? one. No? He's got Iona rolling. Yeah. And he was he got Providence of Final Four in the 90s. Did well Boston before that. Yeah. So... And Kentucky, of course. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So, I don't know. It's interesting. And the other news around college basketball is transfer portal. I mm-hmm. mean, we're seeing guys enter every day. We're seeing guys go to the NBA, sign agents. We're seeing other guys go to the NBA, not sign an agent. Uh, we're seeing guys uh, finally You can sign with an agent. You can sign with an agent now, right, and still have the option to come back? <sighs> I thought so. For some so, reason, but yeah. I th- I don't know. I, I I I don't know the rules well enough, but I I I thought they changed something like that. Yeah, um, it would make sense. I mean, I always thought it was stupid. You have to make this essentially life changing decision. You're not allowed to come back at all if it's the wrong one, right? Um, but yeah, it, it it seems like even a few years ago they changed it. it didn't even come along with the nil um, here this year, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, over a thousand players in the transfer portal right now. It's free agency. It is. It's. It is what it is. I mm-hmm. mean, I've I've come to adapt it, but it has taken a little, a little excitement and joy away from my college sports fandom. I guess. Yeah, yeah. A little bit, but I mean, I just hope my team can take advantage of it. I guess that's the only thing you can hope for for your team to do, because it's not going anywhere. No, um, it's not. I sure will be happy when this extra COVID year stops. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm tired of some analyst, John Rothstein, um, they're not even saying like, like for instance, Aaron Wheeler from St. John's, he made it sound like he's not coming back to school. No, he's graduated. He's just not using his extra COVID year to come back. Yeah. Like they don't, they're not even explaining it in tweets anymore. It's just yeah. it's getting um, frustrating. My team was helped significantly by sure. the fifth year 
role. But yeah, I think a lot of coaches are starting to be like, I think we're just going to go back to the old way. Cause it, it does make it difficult. Um, it, it, it helps as far as transfer portal kind of stuff mm-hmm. goes. Um, but like, you don't know who's going to be back. Like Trent Frazier and Demonte Williams didn't announce they were going to come back until right. like July. Right. Know? Right. So you're, you're kind of just in a wait and see mode where you want to go out and be aggressive in the transfer portal. But at the same time, you don't know who's going to be back. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, as far as the transfer portal goes, I think I'm starting to get used to it. But again, coaches are having to re-recruit guys every single year. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I'm sure they absolutely hate. I'm yeah. sure they love the opportunity to go out and get some really good transfers, but at the same time, they don't want to lose their roster. And it's awful like, for like, seniors like, in high school. Yeah, yeah. It 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 really hurts them um, if they haven't committed to a school by the spring because guys mm-hmm. are leaving spots open for. Uh, transfers. I mean, you look at LSU, they lost all like 14 scholarship yeah. players <laughs> yeah. uh, to the transfer portal or NBA or all that. So their new, uh, their new head coach is uh, going to have an entirely new roster. Yep. And it's, it's impacting a lot of programs. Mm-hmm. Um, another news newsworthy bit is a uh, Thad Mata. Yeah. Back, back to one of his old stomping grounds in Butler. Um, could be a home run hire for Butler. I mean, time Absolutely. will tell, but uh, yeah. definitely for the publicity it is. Yeah, they uh they hadn't had much success here recently. No. Um after a <clears throat> 10 12 year run of great success there um at Butler. I mean, Thad was there in the early 2000s. Of course, he took Ohio State to levels we'd really never seen them um as far as even I mean, Xavier. Even yeah, he had a really good run at Xavier too. Um recruits the state of Indiana really well. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I think um I think Indiana honestly screwed up not trying to hire him last and, and and maybe he wasn't interested then and he got the itch this year being around a basketball program again. That could have been it. Um, but I thought Indiana could have done real well hiring Thad Mata and uh, Butler waited it out and they end up I, – I think it's an absolute home run for Butler. Um, I, I don't know if the Big East has kind of caught up to them a little bit, uh, but Laval Jordan was terrible there yeah and and really the COVID year 2020 probably cost yeah. him his job because they were pretty good that year and they were going to mm-hmm. be a decent seed but you can also make that uh, argument for Archie Miller uh yeah. and was going to make yeah. the tournament that year too um which is un- unfortunate for those guys but I thought Butler did Laval Jordan pretty dirty um and and, and waiting that long but they waited so his buyout went down um yeah it also hurt his assistants because it made it hard for them to get jobs. But I was surprised by Mata. I mean, of course, our good friend and friend of the podcast, Andrew Eiler, is being a, a Butler grad. He's pretty intertwined at sure. Butler. And he thought the rumors were that Mata was going to take over as AD and then hire mm-hmm. Bowles. And I had heard that same rumor, except Mata coming in as associate AD for a year, then take over. And and hire and and Bowles was going to be hired anyways. Mm-hmm. So and maybe maybe he only does this for a year or two, and then sure. that happens. I don't know, but uh, maybe he's just a bridge coach to get everything back on track. Yeah, um, and from the sounds of it, he's healthy. Yeah. Um, and he, he's still he pretty want, young. Yeah, I think I, I don't even know. I think if he's like fifty four or fifty six uh, or something like that. Well, I'm going. Yeah, he's up. he's not sixty yet. Um, there was a statement yesterday that he's in it for the long haul. He's not going to be a two to three 54 year years old. He'll be That's 55 it. in July. Man. So yep. he was, was he even 50 when he uh, left Ohio state down 17, five years ago? No, no. it would have been 49. Wow. 
he looked a lot older. Yeah, yeah, he did. You, you, you could tell it had taken a toll on him. Yeah. Um, but I mean, kind of, kind of glad he's back. I think um, college basketball is pretty good when he's in it. Uh, Ohio yeah. State hasn't really been the same since. They've been good, but not uh, nearly the level of Thad Mata uh, brought them. Um, so and good. Butler fans can stop whining about Holtman now. Yeah, yeah, they can stop whining about Holtman. <laughs> uh, you, you know what's crazy? Holtman. Um, gets this pass from the media, but he hasn't gotten past the second round either. No, no, yeah, Uh, they've won a lot in the regular season, but hasn't that's a good uh, point, hasn't really done a whole lot in the tournament. So, and losing to a 15 seed Norrell Roberts last year. Um, but yeah, I think absolute home run higher for Butler. Yeah, I think it's uh, yeah, I mean, I wasn't expecting it so. It was, it's a big no, name. Got, got, yeah. got everybody moving. So, and like you said, I think the Big East is kind of starting to pass them by. Mm-hmm. And Xavier was getting a lot of recruits. They weren't. I thought before the Mata hire, you know, Xavier hires Sean Miller. Yeah, he's dirty, but he's got to get recruits. He recruited yeah. well in Indiana the first time he was at Xavier. So, yeah, it, it uh, those two hires make it more difficult for Indiana and uh, Purdue. That's sure. For sure. Sure. Uh, at least ups the competition in state. Yeah, ups the competition. Yeah. I would agree. So, yep. yep. Uh, you want to talk some masters here? I'll let you, yeah. I'll give you the floor. Yeah, masters. Uh, I will admit this is the least amount of PGA Tour golf I've ever watched going into Masters Week. Mm-hmm. Just hasn't been too compelling TV for me. I did watch a little bit of the Players Championship um, uh, in March, but uh, but still, it's the Masters, and, and it's it's back to being a full Masters. You know, last year they had limited crowds. 2020 was the fall edition of the Masters with nobody except families and members. Um, so this year is back to um, not only the regular time slot, which it was last year, but regular full galleries, grandstands, all that stuff. Um, the only thing I saw that was different was they're not offering their uh, um, ice cream sandwiches anymore for some reason <laughs> down there. They used to That's have weird. like peach ice cream on in between sugar cookies as their ice cream sandwiches, but Man, for some reason they're not. Good. That that for for as expensive as everything is at the Masters, a ticket wise and every ticket price and everything face value, the concessions are extremely cheap, and even the merchandise isn't too bad. I don't think. What so. is is it the um the pimento sandwich or something like P- that? Pimento, that? Cheese, pimento cheese, yeah, sandwich. yeah, that's the staple. Mm. So, uh, but I've heard everything's pretty good. Never been. That's still on my bucket list to get to mm. some, one of these days. But looking at the betting favorites here, John Rahm is the favorite. To win, uh, no surprise there. He's been playing really good golf this past year. Justin Thomas, um, also no surprise. A lot of these guys at the top, no surprise. Justin Thomas has the game that just shouts Masters mm-hmm. champion. Um, he's very creative with the shots, and that's the thing, Augusta. You got to be very creative. Dustin Johnson, a 2020 champion. He's third, and then uh, two guys tied for fourth. Cameron Smith who's been on fire this past year. He can, when his putter gets going, I don't know if there's a better putter in the world. And Scotty Scheffler, who is the number one ranked golfer in the world right now, J-Man. Wow. Two months ago, he had zero career wins. Since oh. then, he has three. Man, he's on yeah, fire. He is on fire. So uh, wouldn't shock me to see him in contention. He'll be a hot pick. Your boy, Rory McIlroy. Oh, yeah. He's still up there, still looking for his. Oh, shoot. You know what? I already used my book, and I might have to double book it this week. <laughs> I'll let you double book it. <laughs> um, I think it was one of your bold predictions maybe for the year. <laughs> Probably. Uh, yeah. But Rory's still looking for that coveted, his 
personal grand slam. He's never won the Masters. He was leading there in 2011, then shot an 80 in the final <laughs> round. That's when he was just a young pup. Um, he hasn't won a major, though, since 2014. Yeah. So, I mean, we're going on eight years Man. this year. Tan and J-Man show started in 16. Yeah, so every single time. That plays a role. He's got he's to figure this out someday. We're going to get him on the pod. Um, Brooks Kepka, right behind Rory. Patrick Cantlay, he's one of my favorites to win. Jordan Spieth knows the course about as well as anybody. Victor Hovland, uh, Colin Morikawa. Will Zalatoris, who uh, put on a show last year. Darn near one. And then uh, Xander Schauffele is up there. Bryson DeChambeau is at plus 3,500. But he was my uh, pick to win, and, and he was that was one of my 22 bold predictions of 2022. So I got to stick with it. Bryson today said he's only 80% healthy. So yeah. <laughs> I know he's not going to win, and I don't like saying he's going to win, but I have to stick to, to my word. And some of our bold baseball predictions coming up later. Or, uh, or some of our predictions for baseball go back to our bowl predictions. So, I mean, we make those for a reason. We got to stick with them. Yeah. Um, but it should be fun. I'm looking forward to watching it. I think Tiger Woods will play. We'll probably officially find out tomorrow. <laughs> but he was playing a practice round full in front of uh, full crowds today. He wouldn't get there days early and practice and test everything out if he wasn't going to play. Right. right. So it's it's incredible. That he's this gonna is, be playing. This is first tournament since. Yeah, he played in a father son thing in December with Charlie, but that was they could ride carts, I believe. Mm. I mean, Augusta is a bear to walk, especially four days in a row with the hills, or more than four days with the practice rounds. But it wouldn't shock me to see him miss the cut. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't yeah. shock me for him to be in contention. It's got, it's, yeah, yeah. Tiger Woods. I mean, he does things no other athlete can do. Gotta when be pretty him out, rusty. He comes, Comes, I mean, if he was to win this and win another Masters title all after almost having to have his leg amputated, that puts his 2019 win to shame. Yeah, I mean, it really puts, does. It might yeah. be the best feat in sports history. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not only because of everything he's went through, but the young talent in golf is just getting better and better, mm-hmm. and, and Tiger's getting older. So I think that's definitely the headline of the week's Tiger. And then uh, Roy McIlroy's still a headline, of course. Another headline is going to be the absence of Phil Mickelson, missing his first Masters since 1994. Um, nobody knows when he's going to return to golf, if he returns at all this year. Um, Why is he sitting out? He said he's doing it for his mental health. Um, you know, he made those came out and made those comments against kind of both mm-hmm. the Saudi Arabia League and the PGA Tour, and he was trying to say he was coming out against the PGA Tour for them to make some changes. Well, that's not really – how you should go about it, I guess. Mm -hmm. They have boards and stuff you can go in front of. Um, But my guess is, Josh, he's actually suspended from the PGA Tour for a couple months behind the scenes, and they're doing this instead, or he's doing this on his own. That's just my my, um, theory. But but it's going to stink without seeing Phil in there because not only is he one of my favorites and he's a big draw to golf, but he usually plays Augusta pretty well. Mm -hmm. But – so your picks, Rory. Book it. Book it. Book I'm it. going with I'm going with Bryson, but if it wasn't for my uh, bull predictions, um, I would go with Cameron Smith. Hmm. You you can book it. You can book Rory it. will absolutely win this year. 
Yeah, he's missing the cut, everybody. So don't get on DraftKings or FanDuel right now and place your bet because of what the J Man told you. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna get on. Um, don't don't look at the shirt. Don't don't follow the shirt's <laughs> advice right here. I'm 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 gonna check on Thursday afternoon. He's gonna be like six over or something like that through eight holes. I'm like, well, eh, yeah. If he doesn't get it done, I think it's time for the Tanner J Manager Twitter account to tag him in a tweet or two. <laughs> I, I, I might just need to retire that, uh, <laughs> the book it for a while. Oh, I, I think you got to keep it going. We're going to be here in, in uh, 2032, and you're still going to be <laughs> doing the buckets. But I got a word association for you, and it is all Masters related. I, I'm oh, sure boy. I've done this in the past, um, but I don't remember doing so. Um, and why, why I'm bringing this up. Let me bring up the read uh, here in a little bit. But uh, starting with Dustin Johnson, the 2020 champion. Um, didn't he get busted for drug use? That was the rumor. I mean, mm. he had a, he got, I think, suspended or took personal time off from the tour. Um, I mean, it was rumored cocaine possibly, but mm. I don't know if it was ever. I wonder rumored. if it makes it less special to win the masters in November. Like he did in front of nobody, but he killed it. So of course record (laughs) in front of nobody. Um, then it it is at its normal time in April. Um, I I wonder if it's less green in November. I don't remember. Do you remember? It was still in pretty good shape. It was Was just different. More (laughs) of course the fall leaves on Mm -hmm. the trees and things. Probably a little chillier. Yeah. Um, interesting. I would, I thought you were going to say Polina Gretzky. So Wayne Uh, Gretzky's daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Who has been his, Fiance for I don't know how long now. Supposedly they actually are getting married this year, but we'll see. Tiger Woods, champion in uh, 2019, um, 2005, 2002, 2001, and 97. Greatest golfer of all time. Yep. Yeah, I think, I mean, some people say Jack, and, and you can make a case for Jack, mm-hmm. but Tiger definitely um, ascended the sport unlike anybody else. Especially after having years of not winning anything to win the Masters in 2019. That was, um, yeah. That was incredible. Incredible. It was. Patrick Reed, champion 2018. Uh, Captain America. He's really fallen off the map. I mean, people didn't don't make like the him very Cup much either, do they? No, people still don't like him, fans and players alike. Uh, but he's kind of fallen off the map. I don't know when the last time he's played really well. Maybe this will be the week. But, um, yeah, I was I was mad that year because he beat my boy Ricky Fowler by one stroke. Which Ricky, Ricky in the Masters this year? Nope, second year in a row he's not in it. Man. So he's just – he's completely lost it. I – I don't he, know. It, it it seems like he was getting a little bit better at the end of last year. Yeah. Um, um, what happened? I, I don't know. I mean, I know he is a father now. I don't I don't want to say that's mm-hmm. derailing his golf game, but I'm still hopeful he can get it back. But I still go back to his coaching change he made about two or three years ago, and it's his game has not been the same ever since. Wow. So Jordan Spieth, 2015 winner. Oh man, he had that choke job a few 16, years after then. Right after, yeah. The near, yeah, the next year. Um, does he, he? He won. Did he win a major last year? No, he won a tournament for the first time. Like in yes, years. that might be what I'm thinking. Um, yeah, how's he been playing? Up and down. I mean, yeah. the thing with Spieth is he can shoot six under, or he can go six over. I mean, yeah. you just never know. His his short game's always consistent. He's a good chipper and putter, but his golf swing sometimes can get way off plane. So, he was looking like an absolute superstar, and he really hasn't done a whole lot lately either. No, uh, he was definitely a. Uh, I mean, he's still having a great career to this mm-hmm. point, but people by now thought he'd have eight or nine majors. Yeah, and he still has um, 
four. He's still missing the PGA Championship for the for the career Grand Slam. Bubba Watson, a champion here in 2014 and 12. Lefty. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I got on him. I, I remember hitting that crazy shot in the woods. Yep, from the pine <clears> straw. <throat> he can mm-hmm. bend it. He does, he says he doesn't know how to hit a golf ball straight. He has to <laughs> picture the curve one way or the other. So uh, uh, Gus sets up good for left-handed players. So uh, Phil Mickelson, we just mentioned Phil, but champion um, in 2010, 06, and 04. He won a major last year, right? The PGA. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I remember that. He, uh, yeah, at an old age, and he hadn't won a whole lot recently either. Um, so, yeah. No lefty. Zach Johnson, 2007 champ. Oh, he's from, uh, I think he's from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. That, that's, I knew uh, it was going to be Iowa. That's why I yeah. put him in there. I've he won him. it that year playing smart. Like, he's not a long hitter, so he mm-hmm. wasn't going for the par fives and two. He would lay up to a good distance in two, get on in three usually with a wedge and birdie. I mean, he yeah. just played the courts really yeah. smart. He played it. I mean, he's uh, he's the Ryder Cup captain coming up next year uh, when they go over to France, I believe it's in. And uh, he's a two-time major champion. I mean, he's a, won the Masters in 07, and he won the Open Championship mm-hmm. a handful of years ago. I uh, I watched him golf at the John Deere Classic, and for whatever reason, I think he won it that year. He dominated that course. 2012 or something like that. But yeah, they they go so low at that course. It's crazy. He went to Drake, but he's mm. an Iowa Hawkeye fan. So mm. Nick Faldo, champion in 96, 90, and 89. I've heard of him. Uh don't have anything on him, but he's, I've, I've he's heard right of there him. with Nance on the CBS crew. Is he? Uh, he's a uh I want to say oh, a three-time uh, master champ. I think he's a five-time major champ, maybe six-time major champ. Sir Nick Faldo. Um, I've come oh, to man. appreciate him over the years. In college, I couldn't stand him. So uh, Nance has a pretty good gig. Yes, he does. <laughs> He's got one of the best. I mean, he yeah. would call the National Championship game tonight than being Augusta. In Augusta. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Freddie Couples, 12, or 1992 champ. Mm. Freddie Couples. Uh, he's an old man now, isn't he? Yep, uh, smooth swinging. Freddie's been on the Champions Tour, the Senior Tour, for a good amount of years now. He was actually roommates with uh, Nance at the University of Houston. Ah, that's right. That's right. Yep. Yep. Two more here. Jack Nicholas, champion in 86, 75, 72, 66, 65, and 63. Six-time Man, um, one of the greatest ever. Uh, yeah. he, uh, he's right up there with Tiger. The Golden Bear. And another great one here, the late great Arnold Palmer, who was champion 64, 62, 60, and 58. Lemonade and iced tea. Yep, half and half. Arnold yep. Palmer. That that was a great ESPN commercial. That was, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, Arnold Palmer, for how great of legendary golfer, never won the career Grand Slam. Wow. He uh, never won. I think it was the oh, – I could be mistaken. I think he never won the PGA Championship. Hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. Yep. That US Open. I think it was the PJ Championship. So but that's gonna do it for this week's word association, which is brought to you by uh let's see here. I lost my read. Proforma Print to Promo Group. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, Proforma Print to Promo Group has over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for a fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one-source print and promotional company by giving Barbara Van Weinsberg a call today at 574-210-3815. 
You want to get educated here? Yes, I need to be smartened up today. On this day in 1937, who won the Masters? Uh, let's go Bobby Jones. Ooh, Byron Nelson. Another who legend. won the Masters on this day in 1938? <laughs> uh, Warren Hagen. Henry Picard. Ah, uh, no. Nope. Um, on this day in 1974, Hank Aaron tied Babe Ruth's home run record by hitting his 714th in Cincinnati facing Jack Billingham. Was that when the guys came on the field and ran the bases around or was that seven seven fifteen? I think that's when he broke it. Okay. Um, okay. which he probably broke it shortly thereafter, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, on this day in 1983, who won the men's? Basketball NCAA championship. <clears throat> I was Indiana, one up. No, that was the Lorenzo Charles tipping um, mm. for NC State. Mm. Beat Houston. Oh, Indiana won got- 76. 76- 81, 87. I was thinking 81. Okay. I got 81, 83 mixed up. Jimmy Valvano ran onto the court. Yep. That's right. Um, 1988, who won the NCAA Men's Basketball National Championship? Is that Georgetown? Kansas beats Oklahoma 83-79. Danny Manning was named tournament. We just we just talked about Larry Brown earlier. I was thinking that was 89, but 89 was Michigan, wasn't it? Yes, uh, it should have been Illinois. Illinois swept Michigan in the regular season and lost to uh, Michigan in the final. Glenn Rice, Michigan team. Yep. Yeah. Um, on this day in 1989, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's last NBA game was played. Wow, I thought he retired before them. Hey, Lee, last quite a quite a long while. Yeah, for a big fellow too. Yeah. Um, on this day in 1994, who won the men's basketball national championship? The UNLV. Arkansas ah, beat Duke 76. You're you're about a year off on some of these. And, and um, now that you mentioned it, I remember we had a classmate in middle school who had a 1994 Arkansas Razorback yeah, National Championship shirt that. that he wore yeah. quite a bit. Darn. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. What 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 they call that? Like ninety their defense, like ninety four feet of hell or something. Yeah. Like that. Oh, man. Um, I'm mad at myself. I'm, go ahead. I pride myself. I pride myself in knowing no. the champions from the year I was born on, and I'm I'm screwing yeah. it up. On this day in 1994. Cubs Carl Tuffy Rhodes hit three homers. Um, well, I don't know why it said 94 because it says Cubs Tuffy Rhodes hits three homers in 1993, hits three homers on opening day uh, versus Mets starter Dwight Dot Gooden at Wrigley Field. So I know it was today, but I think it was 93. Tuffy um, Rhodes. What a, what a nickname. Tuffy, Tuffy Rhodes. He had a fantastic career. Where the hell he got Japan. that nickname? Oh, he had a great career in Japan. Um, he didn't last for the Cubs very long, but he had a good, uh, good year, good, game. Or a good career in Japan. Yeah, <laughs> and a good game. Um, on this day in, nope, not doing that one. Um, 2005 national championship oh, game. Okay, I was gonna yeah. say why are we not doing that one? Okay. <laughs> uh, 2011, who won the national championship? 2011 was UConn over Butler, the most boring yep. national championship game I've ever watched in my life. It was terrible. 53-41. It was just. Score. Oh, I remember at halftime, it's like this is awful. Yeah. The game was in um, Houston. Final one here on this day in 2016. Chris Jenkins hits a buzz beater to beat 
North Carolina. Yep. Villanova beats North Carolina. I was very happy I stayed up for the, that one. The thing that annoys me with this on this day is it doesn't even like say Chris Jenkins hit the buzzer. I just know what happened. All it said is Wildcats guard Phil Booth had 20 points. That's all. Yeah, yeah. And that was arguably the best shot in NCAA yeah. tournament history. history. Yeah. Yep. So, but uh, I learned some things today and I failed. Because a lot of times, like my math scores back in the day, I missed it by a number. So, yeah. uh, But now this day is brought to you by Mooney Woodcrafts. Mooney Woodcrafts is a veteran-owned and operated custom woodcraft shop based out of North Carolina with Indiana grassroots. They provide 100% hand-cut custom designs to fit your needs. From signs to, gro- from signs to growth charts, their custom pieces make a great addition to any home, office, or man cave. To see some of their recently completed projects, visit Mooney Woodcrafts on Instagram at Mooney Woodcrafts or visit their Facebook page. And for orders, contact them at MooneyWoodcrafts at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by The Dan Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-breaded tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail, Dan Landing is the place to be. The Dan Landing is a barn grill located on beautiful Lake Manitow, focused on freshness and quality. You can wash down their delicious food with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best micro-brews and domestic flavors, or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Taking the fantastic views of Lake Manitow and their beer garden or outdoor bar area, whether it be boats or wheels, the Dam Landing is the place to be located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. Ate there for lunch yesterday, had some had some za, had some pizza, and some pretzel bites. Couldn't, nice. Couldn't go wrong. Great Sunday lunch. They have some... Oh, their pretzel bites are fantastic. Their their whole menu, I enjoy. Yeah, beer cheese. Uh, sit right by the window and looked out at Lake Manitou. Saw somebody on a speedboat, mm. and I'm like, "You're braver than me." <laughs> it was chilly. Yeah, yesterday. it was. It was. It was not a warm day. Yesterday. No, <laughs> somebody was out there moving all the speedboats. All right. Yeah. All right, more power some, to them, I guess. Saw some lifts getting put in those, so it's uh, getting closer. Yeah, here in a few weeks, the place will be packed. Yep. Maybe not a few weeks, maybe a month, but uh, yep. yeah. Yep. Major League Baseball starts on start Wednesday night. I don't even know. Cubs start Thursday, and that's all that matters in my. Uh, in my yeah, opinion. I keep seeing. I see the seventh. Mm-hmm. Maybe somebody plays on the sixth. But uh, this is one of your favorite shows of the year. It is a fun yeah. one. This is the least excited I've ever been for a Major League Baseball season, though. Um, the lockout for one took its toll, and two, the Cubs just aren't going to be very good. <laughs> is my uh, my prediction? They will be better than the Reds or the Pirates. They should be better than the Reds and the Pirates, but you you never know at this point. Yeah. Uh, but I have <clears throat> division by division here, and I have each team ranked in each division. Yep, Starting with too. the American League East, I have the Blue Jays winning the American League East. They lost uh, Marcus Simeon to the Rangers, Robbie Ray to the Mariners, Stephen Matz to the Cardinals, but they trade for Matt Chapman, signed Kevin Gossman, and Yusei Kikuchi. Where do you have uh, – who do you have winning? I have the Toronto East? winning the East, yes. Um. That that offense should mash. Uh, the bullpen's still kind of a question mark, but that starting rotation should be really good. Did you know that's the only stadium in MLB still active that was built in the eighties? That was built during the eighties. Yeah, it was eighty built in eighty nine. Wow. Yep. yep. Well, that's that's an interesting one. I wonder what other stadiums were built in eighty nine. But like we we've seen. Uh, stadiums torn down that were built in the nineties. Like that's Tur- what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Turner field. I just saw it on this day. I didn't say it, but Turner field was built in 97 and they already tore it down just 20 years later. Or it, um, it might be, maybe it's the only 
AL park built in the eighties. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know, it, but it something like right. that it was on a bar stool that dozen the mm-hmm. other day. I should have paid more close attention, but because you think about it, I was even going like in my head, like NFL stadiums, a lot of them don't even go back to the eighties anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's crazy. It, they just try to modernize it so quickly now. Cause you have to, you really have to well, look at the bills, um, the Buffalo bill. I know we're off getting off target here, but the Buffalo bills, they're about to get a new stadium. So. Yeah. They they definitely need one. They it sounds like it's gonna be open air, so it's gonna be freezing there. That's kind yeah. of their home field advantage, I guess. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I have the Red Sox finishing second in the AL East. They lost Eduardo Rodriguez to the Tigers, Kyle Schwarber to the uh, Phillies. Uh, they did sign Trevor Story, though. Again, that offense should absolutely mash. Uh, pitching staff should be pretty solid as well. I have the Tampa Bay Rays second. Mm. <clears throat> I have the New York Yankees finishing third. Uh, trade for well. Josh. Traded for Josh Donaldson, re-signed Anthony Rizzo. Um, this uh, division should score a lot of runs this year. Yeah. Um, yeah we'll see Yan- if they can stay healthy. Um, yeah, which that's been an issue uh, for Judge and Giancarlo Stanton and Rizzo right. at this point in his career. Right. And their pitching staff, too. Um, yeah. We'll see. I, I, I've, This is about a bold prediction. I mean, I think this is Aaron Boone's last year. If he doesn't get done in the playoffs, mm-hmm. I think he's gone. I mean, they don't have a lot of patience. Um, I have the Tampa Bay Rays finishing fourth in the AL East. I have the Red Sox. Um, It wouldn't surprise me. I I, I could see the top four teams, much like last year, all four of them had 90 wins. Right, all four are going to be good. Yeah, I could absolutely see that again. Then you just Uh, got a trash organization. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The Rays did sign Corey Kluber. That was kind of their big uh, offseason move. Yeah, Baltimore Orioles should be terrible. Pitching staff's horrendous. They don't spend any money. Uh, they do have a few really good players. So Cedric Mullins is one there in center field for them. Um, Can you imagine being a Bol- Oral fan? They were I like mean, good not that long ago. That's too. true. Just, they were, but they've gotten so bad. <clears throat> they were so bad for most of our childhood growing up. Yeah. I mean, they had Cal Ripken. That was it. Yeah. In the American League Central, I have the White Sox winning that division, lost Carlos Rodon to the Giants, traded Craig Kimbrell to the Dodgers for A.J. Pollock. They honestly should have very little competition to win the AL Central. I think the Tigers will be solid, um, but I just I think the White Sox will win. They, they won last year by 13 games. Uh, I don't know if they'll win it by that much this year, but I think they should have no problem winning that well, one. Well, if you remember, right, here's where our bulk prediction can get me in a corner. One of my bold predictions, White Sox not making the postseason. Oh, so man. I can't have them win the division. So <laughs> this is my boldest prediction. I got the Detroit Tigers winning the Central. I honestly could see the Tigers being pretty good. Uh, yeah. They signed Javi Baez and Eduardo Rodriguez. A top five prospect in baseball, Spencer Torkelson, has made the team out of spring training. Uh, they need a breakout year for Casey Mize. They have another top five prospect in baseball, Riley Green, who was going to make the team out of spring, uh, but he has a foot injury. I believe he's going to miss the first few weeks. The good thing about this new collective bargaining is teams are no longer holding their prospects back a few yeah. weeks just to gain an extra year of control. So that's been really cool for um, a couple AL Central teams here. I, I like the AL Central so much better when the Tigers are good for some reason. I don't I do know too. why. Yeah. I don't know I why. No just, this division is so boring to me. It is. That's fair. Um, I have the Twins finishing third, son Carlos Correa, Sonny Gray. I traded for Sonny Gray, Dylan Bundy, and Chris Archer. Um, I think they'll be mediocre. I, I don't think they'll be good. I don't think they'll be bad. I just don't think they'll be a potential playoff team. I have the White Sox number two. I don't know if I said that or not. And okay. then I have the Twins also at three, like you. 
I have the Royals finishing uh, fourth top prospect in baseball. Bobby Witt Jr. made the team out of spring. Should be an absolute superstar from the jump. Pitching's bad. Um, but they are far more interesting now uh, than they were a few years ago. Well, and they won the World Series just, what, yeah. back in uh, 15. 15, so, yeah. And they made it the year before, right? Yeah, lost to the yeah. Giants in seven. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, I have the Cleveland Guardians finishing fifth. Me too. Um, I, I can't. That's going to take me a while to get used yeah, to. Yeah. Uh, pitching should be good. Offense should be just abysmal. I don't think they'll score enough. Is Francona still their manager? I think so. I, oh, I believe geez, so. This might be the worst uh, he's ever had. <laughs> yeah, they, they should be pretty bad. Um, AL West, I have the Astros, unfortunately, yeah, in the division. Offense should put up huge numbers, even without Carlos Correa. Justin Verlander's back for him, which just adds. Uh, to their rotation. They should be really good again. It's annoying. Um, I have the Mariners finishing second. Me too. I think this will. This is a bold prediction from the J, man. Mariners finally break their playoff drought. That's one of my um, 22 bold predictions. Got it. Well, hey, we'll yeah, lock it in. Yeah, I got to lock uh, it in. <laughs> traded for Jesse Winker and A. Eugenio Suarez. Signed Robbie Ray, who won <laughs> Cy Young last year. Uh, they need a breakout year from Jared Kalenic, who's one of the top prospects in baseball. Did not have a good rookie year. Um, another top three prospect in baseball, Julio Rodriguez, who's an outfielder for the uh, Seattle Mariners, made the team out of spring. Uh, so they, they should be a really interesting team to watch, and I think they'll be pretty dang good. Um, I have the Rangers finishing third. I have the Angels. Rangers signed Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager to be their double play a combo this year. Um, to, I mean, Marcus Simeon hit over 40 homers. Corey Seager's a great hitter. Um, they also signed John Gray. Should be met much better this year, but pitching is not very good for him. Um, so that's why I have him finishing third. I have the Angels finishing fourth. Um, they signed Noah Syndergaard, uh, but they are just wasting the prime years of Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. It's an absolute shame. They've already uh, – uh, you can arguably say they've already wasted the prime years of yeah. Trout. Yeah. Even yeah. though I mean, I, he's 30. playing good baseball in front yeah. of him. But, he's, yeah, I, I feel bad for the guy. I'm like, is, are we ever yeah. going to see him in the postseason? Yeah, he's he's 30 years old and been to the playoffs once. I, th- I think he went one for 12 in the 2000. Nobody stays up that late to watch their games either. Nah, it's it sucks that he's the greatest player, one of the greatest players ever, and he's not yeah. in. Then, then you add Shohei Otani, who I know had one of the most fascinating years in Major League Baseball right. history with his uh, two way play. Right. Um, so it, it sucks. Um, finishing dead last. The Oakland A's. Yep, I agree. They completely gutted their roster. They traded Matt Olson, Matt Chapman, Sean Manaya. They I, I saw this on Twitter. I thought this was interesting. They had the highest payroll in baseball in 1991 at $33 million. The, It is the exact same. Exact <laughs> same entering the 2022 31 season. years later. As it was in 1991. 31 years I, later. <laughs> I actually saw this on TikTok. If you were to... Buy MLB the show for I don't know sixty nine or seventy bucks. You would have spent more money this offseason than the Oakland days. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's oh, pathetic. And they want and they want a new stadium. Okay. Pathetic. Yeah, and they want a new stadium. Yet they're going to have the worst roster ever. Yeah, nobody's going to go to their games. <laughs> they'll be they'll be terrible. Yep. Um, National League East. I have the Atlanta Braves finishing first. It's kind of I do too. Flip for me though. Uh, lost Freddie Freeman, but they did trade for Matt Olson, who's a great first baseman. Uh, pitching staff should be really good. Uh, they hope to have Acuna Jr. back after blowing his knee out uh, right about the All-Star break last mm-hmm. year. They want him back by June or expect him back by June. 
Um, but they they should be really good again. Yeah. Um, I have the Phillies finishing second. I have the Mets, unfortunately. Um, I, I think this division will be really good as well. Yeah, it should be. Um, Kyle, they added Kyle Schwarber and Nick Castellanos to Bryce Harper, who won the MVP last power. year. Um, they should hit a lot of homers, score a ton of runs. Pitching should just be okay. Um, Zach Wheeler had a fantastic year for him last year. Kyle Gibson um, is back. So is uh, Aaron Nola. They they should be okay. Bullpen is kind of a uh, kind of a question mark. Um, I have the Mets finishing third. I have Phillies uh, third. They signed Max Scherzer, traded for Chris Bassett from uh, the Oakland A's. They signed Starling Marte. They did lose Jacob Degrom uh, for a while with a stress reaction in the shoulder. Imagine that. Um, they, yeah, yeah. Imagine that. They they should prevent runs uh, pretty well yeah. this year and and should be right in it. I would imagine, but I mean, you have to factor in there the New York Mets. So something's going to happen that they're going to implode or something. Yeah. Like that. Um, I have the Marlins. Mark Walter is their new manager. Yeah, which which I mean, he, he adds credi- credibility for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he's won a lot of ball games, but yep. uh, I have the Marlins finishing fourth. Uh, they signed Jorge Soler, Avisail Garcia. Um, they have a great young pitching staff with a ton of arms. Trevor Rogers, Sandy Alcantara, uh, guys that throw really hard um, are really really good. Um, problem is the offense just I don't think will be good enough. But this team is capable because of their pitching staff of surprising people. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I, 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 for whatever reason, kind of like the Marlins a little bit. I don't know why. Um, and we both have the Washington Nationals finishing fifth. Mm-hmm. Um, they signed Nelson Cruz to be their DH. Juan Soto is the best hitter in the NL. Uh, pitching is porous. It is pathetic. Their pitching I mean, staff. It went from is one of the best. So bad. Bold, yeah. Best, best overall staffs. What? Three or four years ago. Then mm-hmm. garbage. Terrible. Yeah. Just terrible. Uh, moving on to the NL Central, I unfortunately have the Brewers winning that one. I have the Cardinals. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> the Brewers signed uh, Andrew McCutcheon and Hunter Renfro this offseason. They have the best starting pitching duo in Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff and the best reliever duo in uh, Josh Hader and Devin Williams in baseball, in my opinion. Uh, Christian Yelch has not had uh, very good seasons the past two years, uh, so they need him to be better. But – with that pitching staff, the offense should be good enough. I think they're the best team in the division. Um, I have the Cardinals finishing second. I have the Brewers. Um, they signed Steven Matz, uh, and it's kind of the last run for Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright, and then they signed Albert Pujols, so it's kind of their last hurrah there. They they should be solid, and I think they'll be a playoff team. Um, and honestly, I think it's a coin flip between the Brewers and Cardinals anyway. Yeah. Uh, finishing third, I have the Chicago Cubs. They signed as well. Marcus Stroman. Um, Seiya Suzuki, uh, rotation should be much better, um, just with Stroman, but, uh, Wade Miley will start the year on the DL, which really hurts them because he had a good year with the Reds last year. Um, but they need a much better Kyle Hendricks. Uh, he was not very good last year, especially towards the end of the season, which the whole team was bad at that point. Um, they actually had one of the best offenses in baseball in September, but you kind of look at their lineup top to bottom and you're like, this team's not very good. Um, <laughs> just because it's got a lot of no names. To sure. Um, and, and I mean, say, say a Suzuki, you don't really know what you're going to expect yet. Right. I think it'll take a little while to adjust to major league pitching uh, for him, but he's, he could absolutely um, have, have a great year and maybe even win rookie of the year this year. Uh, key to the offense, in my opinion, is Ian Happ. They can't afford for him to wait four months before he starts hitting like he did last year. 
Um, they they just they just need him to be good. The issue I have with this lineup is it looks like they're going to start Jason Hayward in center field almost every single game. Forgot he's still on the team. He's a bad center fielder for one. Can't hit a lick. Um, and if he makes, he, he shouldn't even make the team. Honestly, there's st- I think they still own forty eight million or something. But at this point, it's a sunk cost. Yeah. Let him go. He's he, he's taking at bats away from guys who could really use it at the major league level. Um, they're holding on for some reason, and it's just super annoying to me. Uh, they do have some really good young arms in the bullpen. The bullpen should be pretty good. Ethan Roberts, who's a rookie, made the team out of spring. They have a guy by the name of Ben Leeper, Kane Euchert, who I think will start at AAA but should be up sometime. They throw hard, can get outs, which they need some high-profile arms in the pen. I have the Reds finishing fourth. Yep, they got they they gutted their roster much like the Oakland A's. Top prospect Hunter Green made the roster. He throws 104 mile an hour. Uh, bullpen has a chance to be the worst in the history of sports. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at, at the projections uh, for the Reds bullpen, and they don't have one guy in there that's projected to have an ERA below like history 4.5 sports. or something. It is terrible. <laughs> Um, they're going to have a real hard time getting outs this year. Oh, I, I, I had literally day. never heard of the guy who was projected to be their closer coming into the year. Never heard of him. <laughs> um, I have the pirates finishing fifth. Yeah, yeah. They did nothing in the off season to the point that Jose, that Jose Quintana is their number one starter. I, I don't know if he's starting opening day, but he's projected as their number one starter. Worst team in the national league in my opinion. Yeah. Um, in the NL West, I have the Dodgers. Yeah. Um, I'm tired of yeah. them, but I agree. Freddie Freeman, Craig Kimbrell, they are absolutely loaded. Just loaded. Yep. Um, I have the Padres finishing second. I have the Giants. Uh, they trade for Luke Voigt, trade for Sean Maniah. They did lose uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. for a while with wrist surgery. Uh, the Giants finishing third. I think last year was a fluke. Padres. Won 100, or, yeah, it, where they won 107 games. Lost Kevin Gosman and Chris Bryant. They did sign Carlos Rodon and Alex Cobb. I think they'll be solid. I just don't think they'll be nearly as good as last year. Have the Rockies finishing fourth. Same. Uh, signed Chris Bryant. And we talked about this. That um, was it. it. Yeah, that was it. And it really made zero sense for the Rockies to sign him. I'm telling you, I think it's all PR marketing. Uh, and it could be. Uh, they shouldn't be very good. No. Um, I have the D-backs finishing fifth. Yep. They did absolutely nothing. They're they just stink. a bad team. They stink. Um, playoffs here in the AL. I have the Blue Jays, White Sox, Astros. Winning divisions, wild card. I have Red Sox, Yankees, and Mariners. I have the buys as the as the Jays and the Astros, and then I have the Tigers, Rays, Yankees, and Mariners. Okay, and I have uh, six, the Rays winning twelve. The yes, twelve team playoff this year, which is yep. kind of cool. Yep. Um, in the NL, I have the Braves, Brewers, Dodgers, Phillies, Mets, and Cardinals winning the wild card. I have the Dodgers and Braves getting the buys, uh, Cardinals, Giants, Brewers, and Mets, and the Cardinals winning the National League. Yeah. I know. I have the Blue Jays winning the American League, Dodgers winning the National League, and in my bold predictions for 2022, I have the Blue Jays winning the World Series, and that's what I'm sticking with. I think the Blue Jays beat the Dodgers and win their first World Series since 1993. When they went back-to-back. Yeah. Um, Joe Carter off Mitch Williams. Mm -hmm. I also have a team from the AL East and the A's, but it's the Rays getting their first-ever World Series championship over the Cardinals. Cardinals being in the World Series. Would just I did that just for you to get your reaction. The worst. I actually have my MVP and Cy Young. I do too. Uh, I do here. too. My MVP in the American League, I have Vlad Jr. We agree. And in the National League, I have Trey Turner winning it for the Dodgers. I have Juan Soto. Which, yeah, that could happen easily. I Because like, I like team. how the MLB 
you don't have to be on a good team yeah. to win the MVP. Mm-hmm. They give it to the most valuable player. Mm-hmm. Cy Young in the American League, I have Garrett Cole. I do as well. And in the National League, I kind of went with the wild card here and uh, Max Fried, Max Freed from uh, the Atlanta Braves. I went with Walker Buehler with the Dodgers. That's 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 a good pick. Uh, so that's going to do it for uh, MLB <sighs> preview. We got one minute left here. I'll try to get uh, this birdie bogey in. Armando Armando Baycott has secured his thirtieth double double of the season, breaking a tie with what player for most in a season in ACC history? This guy is an NBA legend. But he played during our lifetime. Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan is correct. Tanner got a birdie. All right. Nice. I don't think I've like played in our lifetime legend, ACC. Uh, you know, I'm thinking I'm there. thinking Maryland, old Maryland players. I'm uh-huh. thinking New Carolina. And then I'm like, oh, it's gotta be yeah, Tim Duncan. Timmy. That was a good one there, Tim Duncan. Thanks for watching the Tan and J-Man Show live on the ISC Sports Network. Have a fantastic week, everybody. Have a good time watching some college basketball tonight, some baseball over the weekend, and the Masters over the weekend. Have Impact a- week. Yes. Have a great week, everybody. We'll be back at it next Monday. <laughs>